Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, EFL, Scottish Premiership, and much more. Live only on Sky Sports. This is News Talk. You're very welcome back. Pat Nevin with us there just before the ad break. We touched on events at Stamford Bridge and in the Sky studio afterwards. It's fair to say Cristiano Ronaldo uh, caused much debate between Roy Keane and Gary Neville. Here is Keane uh, making the argument that, yes, whilst what Ronaldo uh, did in walking down the tunnel during the week wasn't good, plenty of Manchester United players have sinned in the past and been brought back into the fold. There's players, Gary, at Man United doing a lot worse than what he's done. In, in, in the current moment, Gary, where do you want me to get started? You know Paul Scholes. Scholes is a great lad. No, no, no let me finish. Scholes, he refused to play a match for Man United. I know he did. What did we say to Scholes at that time? We said nothing to him. Because he, 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 he got the young. He was fine two weeks' wages. Right. And Ronaldo will be fine for this. Oh, he has been fine. his way back. Rio Ferdinand him as a drugs test. He got banned for eight months. I'm not... I'm not I'm Can't... Not, no, 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 You're saying as if... He was banned for six months. Of course he's not the same as... Yeah. And whose fault was that? Was that the club's fault or his teammates' fault? You don't think Cristiano Ronaldo should be punished this week? Yeah, dead right, yeah. But we're saying he's like... you're saying he's... He can't deal with being a sub. He can't be... He was leading goals for last year. No, but he's right, though. He can't be dealing with this... Roy, Manchester United... He can't be dealing with this sub. He doesn't want to be a sub. They played Man City a few weeks ago. There's six. It could have been 16. The manager after the game says, I'm not bringing him on. I'm not bringing him on because he didn't want to disrespect him. Right. To go to Everton a few weeks... He go to Everton a week later. He comes on after half an hour. Man I the, couldn't care the, less what no, fans the, think. The, I couldn't no, care right, less. Right, a lot right. of fans haven't got a clue the, what's the, going right, on. Right, right. The better without him. They score more goals without him oh, and they win more points without him. That's a fact. He's coming to the end of his career. Manchester United, are a, better, Manchester United are a better team without him, Roy. He's just got to get used to that or leave. That's, that's fine. All. But I think if you, if, you, if, you, if you feel you're being treated unfairly, which he obviously thinks, that's and there's fine. arguments for and against, but, I'm not saying Man United are going to have Do you think he's been treated unfairly? But why is he being treated I think he probably feels that. But do you think he is being treated right, 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 yeah. right, I heard you before the game, right? I, I have to say, your mentality, Cristiano's mentality is a unique mentality. I have to say, it's a unique mentality. You're fiercely competitive. That mentality of such that basically you have to play. You cannot be on the bench watching us because of what you've done in your careers and how great you were as players. That's just your mentality. But not for normal folk, normal players... That is not what you do. Go out and leave your changing room before the players have got off the pitch. You can't do but that. You keep, you, you keep talking about Man United being a way better without Ronaldo. Let's yeah. look at the start of the season when he's involved. He didn't play against Man City. There's games where United... Do you not think they're better without him? Today. Do you not think they're better without him? I think he's... Come on. In the start of the No, I wouldn't say that. There we are, Roy Keane, Gary Neville and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank trying to get involved as well. Very happy to say Charlotte Dunker, football writer for The Times, is with us. Has covered Manchester United very closely down the years. You're very welcome. Hi, you right. Yeah, very well. Team Keane or Team Neville, Charlotte? That's the, the big <laughs> I think question. I'm team, I'm team Neville on this one, to be honest. I was, um, I went to the Nottingham Forest Liverpool game at the weekend and got back just in time to watch United uh, at Stamford Bridge. And I was watching that afterwards and part of me just couldn't see where Roy Keane was coming from at all because I think the way Eric Ten Hag has dealt with this situation, the punishment that Ronaldo's been given, got to bear in mind, this is the second time that Ronaldo has left a stadium early since Eric Ten Hag's been in charge. He did it in a pre-season friendly. He was warned then that that behaviour wasn't acceptable. So if you, you do it a second time, you're going to get punished. And I think the punishment was right. I think Ten Hag's dealt about, gone about it in the right way. And I think really I agree more with what Gary Neville was saying than Roy Key. 
I mean, one of the... Uh, it's not even that divisive discussion. I think everybody was leaning more towards Neville in truth. And there was a key point which, again, it was hard for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank to get in. It felt like Keane and Neville were talking to each other and, and you know, uh, Jimmy was putting his hand up here and there. But he did ask, I thought, the most pertinent question where Roy Keane was saying, well, I, Ronaldo will feel he's been disrespected, has been disrespected. And Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank said, well, hang on, do you do you think... Do you think he's been disrespected by Ten Hag? And Keane says, yeah, but doesn't get a chance to elaborate. And Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank responds, saying, well, I don't think so. And I have to say, I don't see how Ten Hag has disrespected Ronaldo, certainly in everything that's that's been in the public. And I, you know, I haven't heard much that has gone awry behind the scenes. Um, maybe something will come out in due course. But just based on we, what we all know is going on publicly, it's very hard to make the case that Ten Hag has disrespected Cristiano Ronaldo. No, I, I totally agree with what you say. I think just because he's not making a decision that Ronaldo agrees with doesn't mean that he's disrespected him. Ten Hag has been making decisions that he believes benefit his team the best, that he's selecting the players who he believes fit into the system that he wants to play. That's the reason why Ronaldo has started this season on the bench. He obviously missed pre-season for personal reasons, so... That intense time that they had on tour, the pre-season where they were all drilled into Ten Hag's mythology and how he wanted to play and his tactics and his philosophy. Ronaldo missed a massive chunk of that. You then put in this argument that he can't press. I think he can press, but obviously he's 37 years old, so he's not going to be able to press with the same legs as a 21-year-old, is he? So. I think you add all that together and is there a strong enough argument for him to be in the starting 11 every week? I don't think there is and Ten Hag knows that. So does he think he's still got a role to play in the squad? Arguably, yes. Um, so that's why he's there on the bench and he wanted him to come on in that game against Tottenham last week and Ronaldo refused. So that's the situation where it is at the minute. Will He's got to have a discussion with the pair of them. We've got to have a discussion this week about him returning to first team training. Obviously, they've got... Europa League clash on Thursday night. So we'll see how you move forward with that. But from everything that Ten Hag has said, you were led to believe that they'll have a discussion. And then if it's resolved, then he'll be back back in with the first team squad. And he started all the other Europa League games. So straight back in. The Koi Gig part. I wouldn't care if... Megan Campbell didn't have hamstrings left. If yeah. she just stood on the sideline, she has to play. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. And so the only uh, resolution here that's going to work long term is if Ronaldo accepts that he's not going to be a mainstay in the team. There will be games he may not even come off the bench. There will be maybe two or three games where he plays lots and then out again, like senior players have done in the past. Will he accept that? At the moment, he looks incapable of accepting it. And and look, he's easy to criticise at the moment and it looks petulant. But to be fair to him, the other side of that coin is it's it's self-destructive behaviour. I mean, he's obviously uh, facing just the grimmest possible reality which is he's he's on the wane and he's acting out and you know it's a kind of dark period for a player to go through the interesting thing will be if Ten Hag and Ronaldo can sit down somehow over a table and and reach a compromise everything thus far points to Ronaldo not being willing to accept that yeah and I think being fair to him you've got to look 
the levels and the and everything, the records that he set during his career, he has managed to play at such a high level and break every single record and set set new standards along with Messi. Most of us have never see, seen that before. He, he will go down as one of the game's greatest ever players. You don't get to that level in your career without being a bit selfish, without having that drive to be the very, very best. So for his whole entire career, teams have adapted to play around him, to make him the focal point of every single thing they do. And now he's got to a stage in his career that he's not used to this. He's not used to being told, not only are you not in the starting 11, especially for big games, but we don't really need you to play a part to come on. We are, Actually, we only need you to come on for the last five minutes of the game. For his ego, that is a massive... It's damaging for his ego. It's not what he's used to. But to be fair to him, that's something that he's going to have to teach himself to get used to because this is a situation that he's not found himself in before. So there is a tiny element of sympathy there. He's obviously very competitive. He wants to continue breaking records, doing the best that he can. And he knows the situation as it is at Manchester United at the moment won't allow him to do that. Yeah, but it does show all these years he's been talked about as a great professional. It's very much on his terms. He's a great professional once everything is going his way. He's not a great professional when it comes to encouraging Elanga to go on and uh, do his best for the team. Uh, on the question, the other uh, point of debate, I suppose, is, is are United better with Ronaldo in the team? Uh, Neville there, very clear. They're better without him statistically. They have more points without him. They have more goals without him. Keane is making the argument he scored 18 goals last year in the league alone. They don't have a natural goal scorer. Even at halftime in the coverage when they showed a chance Rashford missed, he threw in a quip to say, well, Ronaldo might have scored that. Uh, do you see United as being better with or without Ronaldo, Charlotte? I think they're better without him. I think it's easy to pinpoint the chances that someone like Marcus Rashford missed and say, if you put Ronaldo in that position, he would score. But would United have been in that position if he'd have been on the pitch? I think... If you look at the way they attack when he's on the pitch, the rest of the players seem to be always wanting to get him the ball. They don't attack in the same fluid fashion that we've seen. We've spoken about the tracking back before. You get Marcus Rashford doing those runs back into midfield a lot more than Ronaldo would do, especially against teams like we saw against Tottenham. Personally, I thought Tottenham weren't very good, but against those big teams, especially like Chelsea, you need you need the forward players to press as much as, much as the defensive players as well. So... Personally, I think the way that Ten Hag wants to play and the way he wants his team to attack, I think they are a better team without him in it. Um, but I can understand the argument when you look at his statistics from last season and he was the top goal scorer, you're thinking, how on earth can you leave him out? But this is a different Manchester United to last year. Mm. And on the, I mean, when, when Keane makes the point, it's not an unfair one, 18 goals in the league last year, that's a goal every two games. Yeah, but like there's a couple of hat tricks as well, though, wasn't it? It is, and there's 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 hat tricks thrown in there. I think he's actually he only scored in twelve league games, so that's a very different way of putting. If you said he scored in twelve league games out of the thirty-eight and and whatever he didn't play in that, and like he had big moments, Villarreal at Old Trafford. Like it's not to say he didn't have big moments, but it's it's wrong to kind of talk about this guy as a goal every two games. I mean, he goes still at this point, he's he's missing for periods. Yeah, definitely. I think you. I was in Cyprus when United played Amani Nicosia and that was the game when he could have got his 700th goal and the, it looked like he could have played till midnight and the chances kept coming and he ju just didn't seem like he was going to be able to score. He could have had a hat-trick. So it's one of those, isn't it? Like you say, he was on penalties last season. He, is, he does still have a eye for goal. Of course he does. He's not lost that overnight. And 
there'll be examples this season if he gets minute more minutes, which he will, where he'll score an unbelievable goal and everyone will turn around and say, see, this is what you get if you started yeah. him in every game. But I think it's for the benefit of the team and it needs to be looked at as a team as a whole rather than just as an individual um, as to why he's not really fitting in that at the moment. Yeah. If they could reach a resolution, he could have a great year, two, three years there where he, he does play the role of elder statesman and will probably score some big goals at big moments and be beloved and his, you know, his, his status is only, uh, you know, further in, in, ensconced in the hearts of Manchester United fans. Whether he takes that option, I don't know, because again, you know, Keane, you suspect, and, and armchair psychologists have kind of made the point in the last couple of weeks, you know, is, is Keane somehow triggered by watching uh, great players exit at Old Trafford? You know, their kind of memories come flooding back because he makes the point in that clip, Paul Scholes, uh, Rio Ferdinand, you know, did did things worse than Ronaldo refusing to come on. And even Keane himself could have mentioned being picked up in a jail cell by Ferguson. Uh, the point he omits, and, and, and I'm sure he's well aware of it, is at those moments in their careers, Skulls, Ferdinand Keane, all at the peak of their powers. You know, all of the peak of their powers. The reason Roy Keane left the club and the reason Ronaldo could leave the club is that at this age, at this, you know, at this point in their respective careers, the cons list starts to outweigh the pros list. And it's that simple an equation for Ten Hag. Yeah, and I also think that those examples that you just gave there, those players would have been dealt with at the time. There's no way that Alex Ferguson wouldn't have issued fines and X, Y and Z, but it's a lot easier as well for Ten Hag to make a stand against a player who's not in the starting level. If you'd been the standout player, would it have been as easy to not ban him from the next game, but take him out of the first team squad and not make him available. I personally don't think he would have started that game against Chelsea anyway. I'm not saying he couldn't have made a difference off the bench and that they didn't miss having him in the squad, Mm. but it's a lot easier once he's not that pivotal person in your team. I think the pros and the cons, like you say, I think at this stage, they don't really have an out-and-out recognised centre forward in the team. Marcus Rashford's still trying to get to grips with playing through the middle. So that would be a pro to keeping him there because he is there and they don't really like to do business in the January transfer window because they don't really feel like they can get value for money and the best players are out there, that sort of thing. So it's just one of those where you can just see it peter into a quiet end, which is quite the difference from the fanfare that um, was there when he arrived back. That that game against uh, Newcastle feels like a a long time ago now. Uh, One last thought, and I I guess this is the other thing which Ronaldo is probably struggling, struggling to come to terms with, is that the general mood music around the manager is changing before his eyes. I mean, when he storms off against Spurs and then releases the statement, you know, we'll be united again and things will be okay soon. It's like he's not realised they've just had one of their best nights under Ten Hag. Like everyone's really happy. You know what I mean? And you're releasing the statement saying, oh, I know things are tough now, everyone. Uh, with Solskjaer and with Rangnick, the balance of power was still, I think, in Ronaldo's favour. It feels like that's shifted now and maybe he's about to find out. Is, is that your sense that Ten Hag has the general backing as opposed to Ronaldo in this instance? Yeah, I think Ten Hag has got the backing of everyone at the club with regards to how he's dealt with the situation. And I think from what I've seen from fans been saying as well, I think they've all been really impressed by how he's dealt with it. He's obviously, as you understand, have to field probably hundreds of questions about it in the last week, which is understandable. He's one of the the biggest icons in the game and it was it was a big deal what he did last week. But 
every single question he's answered well he's not shied away from it but he's not wanted to draw more attention to it either so I think everyone I've spoken to everything I've seen everyone that I've spoken to at the club believes that he dealt with it in a really good way and like you say it's that balance of he is the man in charge he's the man setting the rules and if you don't abide by them then there's going to be consequences going to be an interesting conversation around Carrington this week I suspect we are uh, just out of time Charlotte Dunker of the Times thanks so much Charlotte appreciate it thank you cheers our football coverage here on Off The Ball brought to you by Sky watch every Premier League Women's Super League EFL Scottish Premiership and uh, much more live on Sky Sports Football on Off The Ball with Sky watch all the football you love including the biggest Premier League games every weekend live on Sky this is News Talk.